You will maintain decorum and remain here until I discharge the jury. Bring in the jury. Madam Foreperson, I understand the jury has reached a verdict. Please hand it to Deputy Andy. Thank you. The clerk will publish the verdict. Please rise. Count one, guilty. Count two, guilty. Count three, guilty. Count four, guilty. Count five, guilty. Count six, guilty. Count seven, guilty. Hey there, all you wonderful souls and Bitcoin enthusiasts. It's your band leader, Horace Morris, here to walk you into this groovy Sunday. You've been listening to the Merkel Treehouse players, bringing to life the grand saga of the Sam Bankman-Fried verdict. Groovy stuff, man. In this sanctuary of soundness, we celebrate an important principle, patience and the concept of a low-time preference. At the treehouse, we hodl on to our Bitcoin for the long term. We're asking you to hodl with us for the next 15 minutes. Let's be patient, relax, unwind, and allow the soothing melodies to embrace your spirits. So, take a moment, settle into the rhythms, and let the tunes lull you into a state of peaceful tranquility. We're in this together, my friends. And now, it's time to pass the torch to the luminary the guardian of soundness, that groovy chick who keeps the vibe alive, the incredible, the very essence of patience, Miss Audrey Merkel. Thank you, Horace, for your eloquent introduction. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful day on this November 5th, 2023. As many of you may already know, Sam Bankman-Fried has been found guilty on all counts related to his involvement with FTX one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world. The case of SBF serves as a stark reminder that even those who profess to be champions of social justice and ethical behavior can still fall prey to the temptations of greed and ambition. As we move forward into this brave new world of freedom technology, it is crucial that we remain vigilant in our pursuit of transparency, accountability, and fairness. Presidential candidate and award-winning journalist Morton Anger is standing by in New York with an update What's the latest, Morton? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here outside the Daniel Patrick Moynihan United States Courthouse, where the air hums with a distinct mixture of anticipation and gravity. The courthouse stands tall and majestic, its exterior radiating a sense of historical significance and legal authority. It's an architectural masterpiece, a stalwart bastion of justice in the heart of the city. The surrounding city streets are bustling, filled with the usual rush of pedestrians and the steady stream of traffic. The New York skyline provides a dramatic backdrop with towering skyscrapers that seem to salute the sky in a sign of metropolitan prowess. The air is thick with the weight of expectation and curiosity. You can almost feel the buzz of energy and purpose emanating from the courthouse. Yet beyond the legal wrangling and official business, life in the city continues its usual rhythm. It's a sight to behold, a vibrant illustration of the never-ending heartbeat of the legal system. 
contrasted against the ceaseless motion of everyday life in the city that never sleeps. Crypto scammers all over the world have been rocked by the recent trial and conviction of Sam Bankman-Fried, who was found guilty on seven counts, including wire fraud. The verdict is a testament to the fact that scam artists like him have no place in the world of Bitcoin. As we all know, the cryptocurrency market is full of shady characters who are only interested in making money at any cost. Sam Bankman-Fried was one such individual, and his actions have tarnished the reputation of honest Bitcoiners everywhere. During his ascent as Crypto King, many bought into his personal branding. He was not innovating or bringing anything new to the table. He is a banker employing the same corrupt fractional banking grift. He does not understand Bitcoin or its use cases. As we move forward from this trial, there are some important lessons that we can learn. One of the most important things to remember is that we should never trust crypto scammers like Sam Bankman-Fried. Instead, we should focus on buying Bitcoin and learning how to self-custody our funds. Self-custody means taking control of your own Bitcoin and keeping them offline, away from hackers and other malicious actors. It's the only way to truly protect yourself from scam artists like Sam Bankman-Fried. By doing this, we can ensure that our investments are safe and secure, regardless of what happens in the world around us. Personally, I find it a damn shame that Sam Bankman-Fried could spend the rest of his life behind bars and miss out on all the things that make life worth living. He'll never again know the company of a woman, the loving embrace of a partner for life, growing old together, locked in a loving gaze, so blue her eyes, her skin, so soft, so feminine, I'm sorry. This cuts a little deep. I've got to go. Uh, thank you, Morton. You take care of yourself, my friend. Sam Bankman-Fried's sentencing hearing is scheduled for next March, which could potentially result in a sentence of up to 110 years in prison. So we'll have to wait until then to see if justice is truly served. And now we are honored to send you to Lieutenant Colonel Nathaniel P. Steele from Mission Control, who will provide us with an exclusive announcement regarding SBF's conviction. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Lieutenant Colonel Nathaniel P. Steele of the United States Space Force, and I have an important message to convey regarding Sam Bankman-Fried. As many of you are aware, Mr. Bankman-Fried has been found guilty of fraud and faces a maximum sentence of 110 years in prison. In light of his crimes, we at the United States Space Force believe that he deserves the full penalty, and at his sentencing, we will stand ready to take custody of him and incarcerate him on our orbiting penal satellite. Our penal satellite is near completion and will be fully operational within three weeks. It is a cutting-edge facility designed to house some of the most dangerous offenders in the galaxy. The United States Space Force has invested heavily in this project, utilizing advanced technology and state-of-the-art materials to ensure that it meets the highest standards for safety, security, and comfort. As for serving 110 years through our cryogenic pods, we can ensure that he serves every minute. And who knows, the way things are going maybe in 110 years, everyone will be autistic Adderall junkies and Sam will fit right in. Mr. Bankman-Fried will be treated with the same respect and dignity as all other prisoners. We understand that he is a highly intelligent individual who may require special accommodations during his time in prison. Our team of experts has carefully reviewed his case file and developed an individualized plan to ensure that he receives the care and support he needs while also maintaining the safety and security of our facility. 
We also understand that Mr. Bankman-Fried is a strict vegan, and we have employed some of the finest dietary scientists from Monsanto to develop a chemical slurry that will meet his dietary needs while ensuring that he receives all necessary nutrients for optimal health during his time in cryogenic stasis. We will not hesitate to utilize our advanced technology to ensure Mr. Bankman-Fried's safety and security during his time in prison. Our penal satellite is equipped with a range of state-of-the-art security measures, including motion sensors, surveillance cameras, and biometric scanners. We also have highly trained personnel on hand 24-7 to monitor the facility and respond quickly to any potential threats or incidents. We take this matter very seriously, and we are committed to upholding the principles of justice and order in the galaxy. We hope that this announcement brings some measure of comfort to those affected by Mr. Bankman-Fried's actions. This is Lieutenant Colonel Nathaniel P. Steele of the United States Space Force signing off. Thank you, Lieutenant Colonel. We look forward to the completion of your orbiting penal satellite. Audrey, I need to talk to you about something really peculiar. Oh, uh, sorry, let me get that. It's okay, Dr. Finch. What's up? You seem quite flustered. Well, I was, uh, uh, adjusting the TP nom to, um, you know, read brainwaves through audio. Well, I was doing a, um, control reading using Morton's audio, and it picked up some, uh, surprisingly high time preference signals. Morton's audio showed high time preference readings? I understand the, uh, challenges Morton's been facing lately, so I was a bit, uh, you know, worried. I suspect something might be, uh, off. This, you know, anomaly could be indicating some unusual stress or worries. That is unexpected indeed. We'll talk to him, Doc. It might be a good idea to ensure everything's all right and offer some support. Absolutely, Audrey. I'll keep, uh, you know, monitoring and see if there are any more unusual readings. It could just be a blip, but it's better to be, uh, um, cautious. Let's hope it's just a temporary glitch. Thank you for bringing this to my attention, Dr. Finch. Now, my dear listeners, let us embark upon an educational journey with our esteemed dynamic duo, Eli and Polly who will regale us with a fascinating lesson on time preference. So sit back, relax, and prepare to have your minds expanded by the wonders of economics. Hey there, Polly. Today we've got something interesting to discuss. Time preference. Yeah, time preference is like deciding between something now or waiting to get something even better later. Totally. Imagine you have a bag of candies, and you can eat one now or save to eat two later. What do you think you'd do? Eating one now is like having a high time preference, and waiting to eat two later is a low time preference. Right, Polly. It's all about thinking ahead, thinking about the future. It's not just about candies. It's like deciding if you want something right now or something even better later. Let's say you've got some money and you can buy a toy today or save that money for a few weeks to buy a much cooler toy later. Choosing to wait for the cooler toy is having a low time preference. Yeah, it's like choosing to be patient. You plant seeds and wait for them to grow into big, strong trees. That's right, growing things takes time, just like enjoying better things sometimes takes waiting. Being patient and waiting for something special is the key to having a low time preference. And that's the lesson for today. Bye, Bye, kids. Thank you, children. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word if I may. Sam Bankman-Fried fancied himself an effective altruist. 
Perhaps he had good intentions, but in the end it was just reckless greed. That isn't anything new. It's the same as our corrupt fractional banking grift courtesy of the legacy financial system. It is clear that SBF's effective altruism was more FTX marketing than anything else. If he truly believed that the best way to help the most people was to become a billionaire at all costs, then he fooled himself. This line of thinking gave him an excuse to engage in reckless behavior, bribing politicians and stealing from his customers, while virtue signaling the entire time. That's some high time preference behavior. And with that, episode 73 of the Merkel Treehouse comes to a close. Join us every Wednesday and Sunday for the absolute best in Bitcoin mindshare. In the meantime, keep your money hard, your heart soft, and have a little fun sometimes. Put a pretty pink bow on this one, boys. Hey folks, Sammy Nash here. I know you're busy stacking that sweet, sweet corn, but could you please take a moment and spread the word about the Merkel Treehouse? Follow us, like us, and share us wherever you possibly can. Thank you.